Hey everyone, this is Chris Keys. Today I am in Nashville, Tennessee at the Brooklyn Bowl. First time we've ever shot a reg run down here. And it's none other than the hives. We are here today with Vigilani. Vigilani, how are hey you? Hey man, pretty good. How are you? Very well. Yeah. Thank you uh, for joining us and thank you for uh, you know letting us come and explore the Brooklyn Bowl for the first time and uh, talk to you. Yeah, here. thank you. It's a nice venue. Yeah, there, yeah, off camera here there's bowling alley, so yeah. it really is a bowl. Brooklyn Bowl. So, they're, do, uh, they're doing the lanes right now. We have not come here to talk about the 7-10 splits. <laughs> we have come to here to talk gear. Yeah. Now you're a man of Cornet. Yes. Can you show us that? Yeah, and tell sure. us about it. I know it's uh, an original, right? Not a reissue. This is no, an original. No, this is a uh, 59 Epiphone Cornet. I got this probably like 20 years ago and it was fucking... Can I swear? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was fucking mint condition. It's encouraged actually. Yeah. No, it, it was just like, it was just brand, brand new spanking. And what made you get it? Was it the looks? No, or was yeah, it the, I mean, I, I played Epiphones before. I, okay. I did the Crestwood custom deluxes, like the three pickups with yeah. the bat wing head. The, uh, but it were kind of thin necks, and, and I always liked the looks of these, but they're really hard to find. So yeah. I mean, it took me a couple of years, and then I bought it in Chicago, and then I think I, I played every show since Really? Since that. Cause that's that's all, proof. Yeah, yeah, that's proof. It's like I'm almost. I'm all, almost through the, the body. Now, uh, were you specifically looking for this one? Because I know the, this is a 59 and the early 59s had this like weird, weirdo like single coil pickup where the later runs had the, the more traditional yeah. P90. No, it's, it's, I mean, this is the one that I wanted, uh, which has, I think they only made them in 58 and 59. Yeah, with that specific pickup. Yeah, I think it's later a, they went to the P90. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is a New Yorker pickup and um, I think it's just a cool looking guitar. It's pretty much like a telly, but like with reverse. Yeah. Man, it's it's beat to hell. Yeah. And I imagine it's on all the records too? You no, said you live no, or no you don't record The it? thing is that I, I I haven't recorded a bunch of stuff with it because it's always like in the warehouse yeah. with the touring gear and, and then we were supposed to record like I never bring it, but uh, I do sometimes. Now I know that you guys have kind of a gear backline set up, you know, in Europe and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. America now. Does this go on all the shows? So like yeah. this is no, no, er, the world? every show. Okay. Yeah. And have you had to do anything to it to you know upgrade the parts Not or change really, anything I, out? Yeah, I I think I changed frets a few years ago. Okay. And uh, I was doing a show in in uh, in London a long time ago, and it kind of got got a crack here, and then. Uh, it, I mean, like five years ago, the headstock just split in two. Oh, wow. After, like exactly where the watch hit the, the neck. Wow. Uh, so I had to glue that back together, but it, I'm, I mean, it, it, it's, it's looks, it looks okay. Man, yeah. piece of wood and glue, <laughs> but it's still rocking. Yeah. I think sometimes, I mean, guitars that has been broken almost sounds better when you glue them back together. Yeah. So well, for some reason, I don't know why. Yeah, but, I wonder why that is. Yeah. And also the thing that the, the more you play guitar, the better it sounds. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard that yeah. and I believe that. Yeah. It just gets almost like the sweat. Yeah, yeah. Your DNA gets into the guitar yeah. and it becomes a whole thing. And it's like, this is super microphonic, so like whenever you touch anything, it's go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> now, and the knobs, have you ever had any issues with those knobs? Because they're so no. peculiar, I feel like you could get stuff caught on No, it. I, I, I love them. Okay. And uh, strings, do you have any specific strings that you go for? I do. Uh, Kind of heavy strings, I think it's 12s, okay. 12, wow. 50, whatever. Yeah, you like uh, fighting it. Yep. And these are the, what are they called, the, the new ones, the new Ernie Ball, the... Slinkies, power slinkies maybe? No, no, no. Paradigm. Oh. Pa pa para what? Paradigm. Yeah. Paradigm. Yep. 
They're really good because I, I always had a problem finding strings that will last me through the set without oh. breaking, and it's just like a few, a few brands that actually work. And uh, on that question, following up, what do you use for picks? Uh, like what? Uh, yeah, I used to. We usually have the custom picks, but I run out. But but I do uh, the Dunlop picks, the Tortex, one fourteenth. Okay. Oh, so heavy. Picks or too. or heavier, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, one fourteenth. So that's heavy why picks, heavy that's strings. why I dig a hole in the <laughs> fucking guitar. Yeah, man. And so is this most of the night? Maybe break a string, or is this a backup, or is this used this a flying B? Yeah, I always songs? have a, a, another guitar with me on every show, and I usually have one that has a neck pickup. Okay. Because some of the songs I need, you know, just a neck pickup. Okay. But I mean, most like 95% of the set, I'll play just this guitar. Okay. And so this one, is there anything special about this one? Is it try a reissue? Uh, yeah. I don't know what year it is from, but I would say maybe like 90s something. Okay. It's just a, it's just a flying me, Gibson, and I changed the pickups. Okay. Uh, I think they're lowers. Okay. Lower pickups. And uh, this guitar bin has been broken in half. I was going to say, that's what I was pointing at. A, 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 a couple of times. <laughs> but it, it actually sounds better glued back together. <laughs> also very noisy and like... Uh, yeah. Do you recall how, the, how that split happened? Was it an accident or was yeah, it on stage? Yeah, I think I was. Oh, okay. I was, I was bowling. <laughs> bowling for soup. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I mean, it's a flying wheel. They look cool. Yeah, man. And, and it sounds really good with the, these pickups. On. Especially like for me, I would it would look ridiculous on me, but you're a big strapping yeah. man. Like that looks good. Looks like a, good a guitar. looks like a small toothpick on me. <laughs> and same strings on that twelves. Yeah. Okay. And are you guys in standard or like E flat? What tunings are yes, you guys in? Yes, standard, okay. standard tuning. All right. Well, Vigilante, I think it's time to move to amps. And cool, if man. I recall, you've been using these divided by thirteens and fenders for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the my most important amp, I think. I always have a Vibro King. Okay. That's, that's my go-to. Why do you like that? I don't know. I just think it's one of the best sounding amps. And it, I used to tour with vintage amps, but they, I mean, they kind of, they break down all the time. Yeah. So, uh, I had these for, for a long time. I think I have two in the US and maybe four in Europe. Okay. And then, and then the divided by 13, I know you've used for a yeah, while yeah. too, right? Yeah. And how did you get turned on to uh, divided by 13? It's kind of a boutique company. Yeah, I know. I think that, I mean, sometimes a few, some amps just make it, whatever you put in there, it'll sound the same. Yeah. But I think with the divided by 13, what I love about it is that it sounds like the guitar. So if you have a vintage guitar or something, it'll kind of shine through through the amp. Okay. And uh, yeah, I have that in Europe too, a few, few heads. And do you use them both at the same time or one's a backup? No, they're, they're, just, they're just on both at the yeah. same time, yeah. Right. So this and is, uh, and then the, and I'll, I'll, sometimes I have an orange head as well with me. Okay. So I'll kind of do, kind of switch around a bit, but uh, today it's the divided by 30. And with the Vibro King, I know that sometimes the, the cabinet or the, the combo comes in different configurations. Is that uh, three by 12 or a three by 10? It's three tenths, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then this one I imagine is four twelve. Yes, it's four, 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 orange four twelve. And uh, if it's standard orange, I'm sure it's Celestians. That's yeah, typically yeah, what I'm they sure, go for. I'm sure there's. And then you like the, the, you know, the juxtaposition and the combination of the 10-inch speakers and the 12s. Yeah, it sounds. I always start to have a, like a, like a head and cab, and, and then the, the barbecue. Well, I think this point, uh, Vigilante, it's time to talk pedals. Cool. If anyone's been to show or know you guys' music, it's uh, rock and roll as hell. But you do have a few pedals, so let's go through those and how you use them. So. Yeah, sure. 
Let's, before we go any further, let's give the audience just a taste of, uh, we got, we're plugged into the orange cab and we're here in the divided by 13, so just like, okay. just dry rock, baby. Yep, that's it. And uh, so walk us through the pedals. I want to start with the BF2M because that is so peculiar to me. <laughs> I need to know. Yeah. Can you divulge some secrets? No. <laughs> Really? No, no, it's, it's oh, uh, I was like, shit. It's, <laughs> it's the whole part of the no, show. No, it's, uh, it's a buffer. Oh, okay. Yeah, from, uh, from a company in Denmark. It's called Skrydsrup. Do you know what internally is going on? Because that is a big box. Not for a buffer. really. I know it was really expensive. <laughs> and uh, I think, I mean, they tell me it's really good, so I just. Hey. It's just like, I mean, just running long cables back and forth to the amp and okay. like long long um, cables to the guitar help with the signal yeah kind of you lose so much info on the way yeah and i know like you, you'll talk to, to him later but I, the other guitar player he has an even longer chord than me and it's uh it's uh it's tough so yeah. so a buffer is it's really good to have. Crucial. okay yeah. now uh you got four pedals where should we start uh, you get the you got your name on one pedal so let's go there maybe <laughs> yeah this is uh it's just a tremolo with like a square square form okay so just on and off so it's uh I mean, it's pretty badass to have a name in your own pedal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But is there a reason that you don't use the Vibroking? I know that has like a vibrato. No, I, I just, I mean, I need this really square form, just on and off, like ta 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 ta. Yeah, okay. it's more, it's more, more like an effect, and especially if I, I mean, if I have the fuss on and the tremolo is like. It's like a helicopter. Yeah. So I mean, th there's no sound there that that is like. Uh, they're not shimmery and shiny. It's yeah. more like noise. Yeah. No, noise pedals. Now, what about the delay there? You got Mad Professor? Yeah, it's a deep blue delay. And just a, like a short delay. Yeah, and pretty I, subtle. I, yeah. Not like a slap Which back. I, yeah. And then for some songs, I just fuck around with it. Yeah. But um, yeah, just a slap back echo. Speaking of noise, you got two two noisemakers there. You get the Pog and you get the Fuzz Factory. Yeah. How, are, how are you using those? I mean, I always had the Fuzz Factory. Just uh, I remember when I found that pedal so long ago, but then I never stopped using it. Like yeah. I, it's just a uh, mean, mean sound. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely getting people's attention yeah, yeah, yeah. with that. And what about the Pog? How are you using that? Uh, I mean, there's some songs that we, I mean, we used to have organs for in the studio, like an organ intro. So I'll do like a fake organ thing, have fake organ okay. sound. Maybe like um, go right ahead. I know that sometimes there's a sax. Yeah, in that no, part. not not that one, but uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the song even. My time has come. Ah. Uh -huh. Uh, and then I and then also I mean just for effect I have usually Still in one piece, so yeah, that's and then, uh, 
this is the, the organ. So that that's pretty much it. Man. I mean, we don't we don't use a lot of pedals. It's, it's for fun. mostly fuss and just noise. Not a lot of pedals, but it's rock and roll as hell. Can't wait to see the show later. Thank you so much, Vigilani. Now Thank we're gonna you. talk to Nicholas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're all on the other side of the stage with Nicholas. Nicholas, how you doing? Very good, thanks. Thank you, thank you. Uh, as we'll quickly see, as anyone saw the last one we did like seven or eight years ago, things haven't changed much, but we'll still talk about it just in case no one has seen that one. So yeah. you got the Telecaster that has been bruised and abused by you. Yeah, this one has been with me for quite some time. I can't really remember for how long. I've used a bunch of different Telecasters over the years, but this is the one that I've stuck with. And what do you enjoy about it that keeps, uh, keeps you going back to it? It sounds good. I think it's my best sounding guitar. And it's been that way for quite some time, I think. I mean, I have a bunch of other ones that sound great too, yeah. but this is, well, I mean, it just ends up being your sort of main axe as well. Yeah. And then, you know, like, like we said, we have pretty much the same stuff all the way through as we had last time we did one of these. And I guess, you know, if you have a, if you feel like you have a winning team and, you know, one point or another, then there's no real reason to change it. Yeah, as I say, there's one, it's one less thing to worry about. Yes, you know? yes. Some people obsess over it, and then once you kind of find the, the, yeah. the recipe you're looking for, you got it. Oh, definitely, yeah. And that's exactly what we're doing here. It's pretty basic stuff to be, now, you know, for you. Uh, Vigilani, he keeps that coronet with him across the world. Now, is this just American? Yeah, this one goes, no, this okay. one goes with me all over the world. The only one I keep in America is this one. Okay. Yeah. And is there anything we should know about the pickups? Are those original with the guitar? Uh, I would think so. Yeah, I don't know much about it. It's uh, I bought it from Pelle, our singer. He oh, okay. uh, so I, he was buying a lot of guitars, and I would sometimes play them, and he would put them live, and I would use them. And I was like, yeah, I really like this guitar, and he's like, well, that's actually mine, and I bought it from him. <laughs> so, but I think this one has one of those uh, some original pickups that were like they have more windings or something. Okay. So this one's got a lot of output. So that that's very cool. Now, I, I see that you moved the, the pickup selector from up top, down bottom. I imagine that's just because it kept getting in the way. No, there's actually no pickup selector on here. This is a no, this is uh, oh. one of the pots, and this one just fell out, I think. And these are taped <laughs> in here, too. So it's, it's basically when stuff breaks. So I, I don't even think this one is connected anywhere. Okay, so it's just the bridge. So it's just this one, yeah. And this is just, you know. So it, it's got a crack here, too. So it's been taped. And now it's, I think it's been glued. <laughs> so yeah, but it's. Uh, Do you have any issues with the three bolt neck? I know that a lot of people say that it's less yes. stable. So I've had a lot of I have had a lot of issues with that before, but I think maybe that was because the uh, guitar was cracked uh. in the body as well. So then I've had it uh, fixed and glued and all of that stuff, and now it actually works pretty well. Like the guy who fixed it didn't want to change to a uh, four like nut. Four. Uh, yeah, so I'm still using the with the the original with the three screws, and it and it works okay. So yep. since then, I haven't had a problem with it. Okay. And with uh, Vigilani, he uses 12s. Are you using heavy strings like him or? I don't really know what strings I have now. I think I have maybe 11 or something. Yeah. Okay. I got to go ahead from that guy. <laughs> yeah, so 11. Up. Yeah, yeah. We so 11 to, uh, what is it, like? I think 52 uh, 50, or 54. Yeah, something depends. like that maybe. Yeah, we'll see. And do you have, uh, do you know if it's like Diodario or Ernie Balls? I mean, uh, we have an endorsement now from Ernie Ball, so uh -huh. now I'm using the, the new Paradigms. I guess they're fairly new, so they, and they work really well. Usually we've had problems, like there's really, 
it's really that one and one other brand that has been working that lasted me a show. Yeah. Wow. Otherwise, I haven't been able to use any other strings because they just break. But these ones work, so they last me a show, which and, is great. And uh, want to talk about this one because this one you said has a friend built this for you, or you helped co-design the, the white yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. No, I've actually designed it and he built it for me. So uh, it says here the Arsenet. I'm Nicholas Arsen, and it says the Arsenet. And it's built by D. Sundberg in favor of the hands of N. Orson. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I can talk about it. It's a... Uh, I mean, I've been using Tele's exclusively because they last. I mean, they work. They, they stay in tune and they work well. And, and you can and glue them back together? Yes. <laughs> if they break, you can yeah. glue them back together. But they, they've been... And, and I like the way the sound... I mean, my... You know, being in Nashville, like, my setup is really sort of a country setup. You know, a... a, a you know, a really sharp sounding uh, uh, Telecaster through a Fender amp. amp. Yeah. yeah, so it's really a country setup uh, to some extent. So, um, and then... Um, you got a little bit more influence, uh, you know, with the, I think you said off camera that the, kind of you were going with like a Firebird feel with the Telecaster. I wanted it to be something different than just, since I got the chance of designing my own guitar, I wanted it to be something different than just a, uh, a, a Telecaster. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, I... I made the headstock longer because I thought that it kind of looked like a cross between a tele uh, headstock and a like an echo guitar, yeah. like Italian yeah. old 60s guitars. So I thought that was cool. And then I did the uh, Firebird bridge because I always thought that was neat. And I could also, I mean, whenever I play the Gibson, I think the Firebird has worked the best for me. Uh, I kind of like those guitars. So mm -hmm. I figured, you know, I'll have that little, you know, bridge type thing going through the guitar. And then. Uh, uh, yeah, what else? Yeah, there's a little tone chamber. Yeah, you said here. it's chambered there. So, that one's turned out. But this one is just routed uh, in here just because so that I, I wanted the tone to die. I wanted it to be more of a sort of a banjo, strummier sort of drum feel to uh -huh. it. It's like no sustain. I didn't like that. I, ju I just wanted it to be clack, 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 clack. Very, uh, yeah, that's besides. what I want a guitar to sound like. You know? <laughs> like uh, rhythmic and, um, you know, like percussion almost. Yeah. That's why I like the, uh, the, like this pickup picks up a lot of sound, like it's very, very microphonic and I like that too. So you can hear, you know, almost drumming sounds and you can scream into it. And then, you know. Yeah, imagine if you hit it, like you said, it probably picks up all that. And it adds, yeah, it picks up everything, which is great, it. yeah. Now, like you said, you were alluded to it, we have two Fender amps. How are you running, are they both on, the Bandmaster and the, the Vibrolux? Yeah. Both on at the same time. No, neither one of them is like a backup or anything, right? No, they're just bo on. I don't really know how uh, Hutch uses them now. Uh, our soundman, uh, how he uses them now, but I think he's using both of them. I mean, they both have mics on them, so yeah. I would, th I would think so. But these are usually the types that I go for. You know, like my main stuff, like Vibraluxes and stuff like that. Like even Princetons and uh, you know smaller Fender amps are usually my. Now, are these Go kind of the, thing. the same amps that maybe you would record with, or, or are these just specifically for touring in America? With recording, it's very, very different. But, I mean, we brought these to, since they're here in America, whenever we record in America, we brought this to recordings okay. as well. So it's, if you want that, often when you record, though, you want weirder sounds. Like, these are, these are great sounds, <laughs> and then sometimes when you record, you want weird sounds. So, because uh, sometimes when you record, great sounds will sound very normal. Yeah. So it's just like a regular sound. But for live, these are the best sounds. And I imagine because they look pretty beat up and uh, road-worn, I imagine these are both original, not, not reissues? 
Yeah, no, this one's original. Like this one is, I've, I got this one. Yeah, this one's uh, sort of, I guess, late 60s or 70s. I don't okay. really know. I don't really know. But I got this one in Los Angeles in 2001, I think. Wow. And then I've used it since, yeah, yeah, so I've used that one since then. And that one, I don't really know where it comes from. But apparently it's mine, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and is there anything we should know about the arson cab? Obviously it's got your last name Yeah, on. yeah, well the arson cabs, we had a full-on high-watt backline like that. Oh, yeah. We had a full-on, we had a white backline and we had a black backline. That was all of these, like, uh, high-watt amps. And then we replaced all the, so uh, yeah, the Nicholas amp and the arson and the whatnots. And the construction. Then, and then sometimes we would flip them so it would be black and white kind of. Yeah, yeah. So we had all of that. So these are just sort of remains from that. Because gotcha. I always, the sound of these fenders were always, to me, way superior than the Highwood amps. And it's a, like kind of, people can identify that in your live sound. You know, once you, like you said, you found what you're looking for sonically, you can just yeah. let it be. Yeah, yeah. No, you mean, I've met a lot of people who say they play guitar and they, they want to copy my sound and stuff. And it shouldn't be too hard, I don't think. Like it's there. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is in the wrist, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess it's time to talk about the few pedals you do have. Yeah. All right, Nicholas, we are at your pedal board. It is mini, but it is mighty. So how are you using the three pedals that you do have? Because uh, as you told me, told me off camera, the TC Electronic Phaser is no longer in use. I don't use it. I only use it for uh, whenever we do a song that has a phaser on it. And we're not playing that one on this tour. <laughs> so I'm left with the three that I use over here. Okay. Let's start with the farthest to the left. How are you using that and what pedal is that actually? Uh, the Prunes and Custer. Or farthest, farthest from the left, is that the right one? <laughs> which, one which one are we going for? Left, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the left one, yeah. Bear in mind, English is my second language, so. Yeah, Prunes and Custer, this is my harmonic generator. This is the, uh, so this, this is my regular sound then. And then this one is then my fuzz. Are you using yeah. that just for like solos or parts where you want to jump out or is that on I use it for songs like the, the one I just played, uh, Go Right Ahead, I use it for that one and then I use it for parts in certain songs like and some solos okay. as well. Yeah. And then you got a delay and uh, dynamic wah, so how are you Yeah, those? I'm using the delay just as a sort of a... <laughs> it's sort of a slapback thing. Just to have, just to have some, well, ambience or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Add a little bit of yeah. to it. Yeah. And the wah, I imagine, is just a. Uh, and I use that one for solos as well and stuff like. So. Uh, so it's um, sort of Dead Kennedy sounding stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. East Bay Ray. Yeah. And uh, the dynamic wah. How are you using that? That one's really only for one song. It's for Hate Sartoli, so it's. Oops. So it's, you know. And that's really the only song I use that one for. And that's. This one used to be a. Is it called? DOD. Um, uh, the envelope filter. Mm. And then those are hard to find and they yeah. would break and stuff, so now I have to use the. Uh, the Boss Dynamic Wah for that, and it works just as well. Like because these pedals are very sturdy, like you can, you know, you can 
go pretty hard on them. And and if one does break, you pretty much find a boss pedal. Anywhere. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, these these are all over the place. And like you said before, the TC Electronic phaser is there, but it's not getting used. Yeah, and I had this for. We have a song called. Uh, is it a little more? No, wait. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's not. Yeah, it's not even dialed in, but, <laughs> and I can't remember what the song is called, but yeah, I used to use it. For well, regardless, Nicholas, yeah. uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Everyone yeah. out there, stay safe, keep rocking.